Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Courtside Setup Podcast. Today, I'm Josh Ivanov. He is the one and only Angel Ortega. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, UFC Vegas and UFC Vegas. Uh, there's actually nothing to really talk about this week. So we have some fan questions. Some of you guys asked some stuff on Twitter and Instagram. That we're going to go ahead and talk about a little bit of NBA playoff stock. And um, we actually had a guest this week who actually... Um, Got canceled, uh, Brian Maxwell. I'm, le- I'm uh, fighting on the intercard of Mayweather. Uh, Paul, if you guys are listening to this on the day that it's coming out, it will not be in the podcast. Uh, but I'm actually going to edit it in here, or uh, at this point in the video, whenever it actually does happen. Um, so, yeah, so I'll go ahead and put it in there. But outside of that, um, Angel, my man, last Saturday night, UFC Vegas 27, Font Garbrandt. And uh, really, going into that fight, Rob Font, really, we knew how good he was, but he didn't really have a signature win. Um, he was a guy that, he's had some good wins. i say the Mar- Marlon Marais win was by far his best, but even then Marlon's been on a bit of a streak where he's lost a few. Sergio Pettis, he beat before Pettis kind of came into his own. Thomas Almeida was a good win, but still, Almeida's gone downhill. Dude, he he showed out in spades. Just Cody Garbrandt had two okay-ish rounds but outside of that just one-sided traffic from rob font dude did he kind of prove to you last saturday night that he deserves to be in one of the the top contention at 135 i mean after that win and that performance i mean there's no argument now is there really i guess i guess not i mean overall what do you think about kind of his performance and let me rephrase this how did you think there's more of a case of Rob Font just completely dominating with his with his striking, with his jab? Or do you think it was more of a case where it's just Cody Garbrandt is coming off of a really horrendous battle with COVID? Uh, he hasn't had much octagon time. Like, what, what should you kind of attribute it to if you had to? I think it's more in the car. Uh, I mean, I don't want to take credit away from Rob's win, right? But I think there is something still maybe not. Maybe Maybe Cody isn't fully back yet. From from that, uh, he he did have like a very like severe case of it at the time, and I'm sure there's probably some sort of lingering effect with that, because he was starting to look I'll, I shouldn't say a lot better, but he looked a, a little bit better. His mentality, as far as things he was saying, and and, and doing, it seemed like he was uh kind of ready to come back on track and, and you know find himself in a a championship type situation, and now with this, it's it it, it doesn't look good and. And I don't think like it was a bad loss, right? When you look at mm. it at the scorecards and all that. But I don't think it was like the worst possible outcome he could have had. Obviously, because obviously getting finished would have been worse. But it, I I didn't feel like he got completely obliterated, if that makes sense. I, I know I know I'm wording it really weirdly here, but I I, I think mm. he'll be fine. I feel like he can come back from it. Uh, I, I think it'll be a one-off for him. Obviously, like I said, we don't want to take you know credit away from Rob Font because he, he came out here and did his thing, got his signature, now signature win I should say, and is kind of cementing himself in that position to to you know get that big name and you know get a step closer to that title shot. I think that he needs to, as far as Cody 
I don't know, man. I, I think he'll come back. I just I just think this is a one-off and he'll be good next time around. I, I just refuse to believe a guy that talented cannot find himself to succeed again. I, I saw this. Uh, I, don't, I guess it was just an edit. I, I shouldn't say a meme, but it was like MMA is the one sport where you could be at your peak at you know at a young age and then hit your peak or hit your prime when you're you know 30 something years old. And it was like Cody Garbrandt and uh, Jan Blahovich. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I feel like it's I feel like it's not incorrect in a way, mm. but I, I I really do refuse to believe that Cordy Garbrandt has has peaked and is now going down because the mm. guy has, you know, crazy power for that division, good mobility. He has a good coach behind him. There's just no way he doesn't continue to find the success. Mm. Yeah. And as far as it goes, like, obviously, he started off um, 11 and 0 and you kind of said it like dude's peak at different times and i i don't want to believe that like he's he's done everything that he could do i mean he started off 11 and 0 he was 25 and he was on top of the world i mean he beat he dethroned dominic cruz he beat cruz for the first time and what was it something like 10 years something insane like that um the only dude to do was obviously his his mentor uriah faber and i mean think back to that night angel i mean i'm pretty sure we were at sopro when that fight happened um, so I'm pretty sure we saw that fight, like just him dominating Dominic Cruz. Was it kind of? It was a surprise to you at the time. I think I had mentioned something to you about it, and I think at the time, and obviously it, it was a surprise, right? I mean, he was he was a pretty big underdog. I mean, we didn't really see much out of uh, Cody in the UFC. I mean, he only had a couple of fights, and most of them didn't go long. Um, but there was nothing to say that he was going to beat the shit out of Dominic Cruz. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, man, I mean. I don't want to think this is it for him because I'm sure he'll come back. I'm sure there's a bunch of good fights for him. I mean, he knocked out Rafael Sunsau last last time out, and Sunsau, for my money, is most underrated bantamweight of all time. Um, I mean, dude has wins over Rob Fon, Aljamain Sterling, Marias, uh, Dillashaw, Munoz, so on and so forth. Dude's the most underrated fighter, maybe of all time, not even just bantamweight. And he made he just dominated him last time out. But at the same time, it's like he's had so many injury problems, like even just. There's a reason why he only fights like once a year generally. I mean, he fought 2017 once, 2018 once, 2019 once, 2020 once, and then now 2021. Um, and a bunch of injuries. And this last time, obviously COVID, where he had a bunch of stuff wrong with him. I know he nearly died. He got pneumonia. Uh, he had brain fog. A bunch of sh- terrible shit. So, um, and I know that fighters that get COVID have a losing record after coming back. So that does not add. That does not help things either. Um, so that's just heartbreaking. As for Rob Fonto, man, good for him. This is a dude that, I mean, I think I even, I think we talked about it before, maybe even on this show that like him being ranked number three was like pretty much out of nowhere. Um, I mean, he beat Mariah. So that was kind of his only real signature win. Uh, but nonetheless, man, he finally got that signature win. I mean, he dominated that fight from top, from top to bottom. Uh, speaking of dominating fights though, man, co-main event, Carlos Barza. Yeah. Carlos Barza, obviously, at this point, we kind of know her. She's a known commodity. I mean, she came into the UFC 2014, the Ultimate Fighter, was the first ever strawweight champion. And then following that, she got, you know, fucking bodied. There's no other way to put it. She got bodied by Yanni Andrzejczyk, one of the hardest-to-watch championship beatdowns of all time. After that, it kind of seemed like that was it. I mean, we, we saw her have a bunch of fights over these past three years where it's like, you know, she's she'll look good. Maybe she'll look bad. 50-50 top uh type of fighter um but now man she's really put it together she's won five fights in a row 
uh, capped off by this one this past Saturday and over Yang Jonan. Uh, TKO, her only her second UFC finish. Um, first one was over Rose Nami Yunus back in 2014, and she just beat the shit out of her. Um, she bloodied her and getting the TKO in the second round, dude. Did this kind of cement Carlos Barza's place as the next title ca- title challenger for Rose Nami Yunus? I mean, yeah, like I like I told you, I had some talks to to I had some talks with you know Nate about this as far as like the direction that that will be going forward because it, it like I said, it's it's kind of all jumbled up, kind of weird because it's like I was telling him, well, Whaley, if you really think about it, she is kind of warranted and she really can't fight down because it doesn't really make a lot of sense in a way for her, but she can, you know. And then as far as, I guess, the the now since Carla won, it's kind of like, well, now I guess Carla has a, a very good case. You know, there's really no arguing because, you know, what is she going to do, fight Ioana or fight Whaley? I mean, that doesn't really make sense for her to fight Ioana. And then fighting Whaley doesn't really make sense for Whaley and doesn't really make sense for Carla either. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess your best bet is, you know, throwing Carla out there or, or giving Whaley the rematch. Mm. Fair enough. And it's, as far as that goes... That was still – I've not been shocked by that type of performance in a long time. Because, I mean, I, I, that fight was kind of a 50-50 in my eyes as far as kind of a pick in that situation. But as far as a VTKO, I would never have picked in a million years. Uh, just how shocked were you, honestly, by kind of as far as actually getting the finish? I, I was surprised. I was surprised. I, I, I thought Yams would be able to pull it out because she had a very good trajectory. I mean, the names she had piled up in, in the, the coming years were good names. I mean – uh, Yvonne, I forget, we had saw, you know, she not too long ago, but it was a solid name to have under her, obviously followed by Angela Hill. And then she picked up Claudia Gadelia and Carolina Kovacic, which, you know, we know those are like staples in the division. And then if she would have got a win over Carla Esparza, it would have been like, shit, she is the fucking truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still think she is the truth. I mean, as far as it goes, maybe it was too much too soon. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Honestly, she's, she's won three fights in a row. Claudia Gadelia. Uh, Kirlina Kukovich, and then Angela Hill. That's a basically as bad of a three-fight, as good as a three-fight stretch you could have. Um, but at the same time, man, that was pretty much out of nowhere. I mean, I don't know the betting odds, but I really don't think Sparks was favored probably at all. Uh, Especially but not a finish. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I, I, I think someone I made some money on that one. It was like, if you bet 1000 you would have won 5000 back. Shit. Someone, someone made some money. Someone made some um, money. Let me go ahead and say this. So it's kind of up in the air as to who it's going to be, whether it's Whaley or Carla. Did this make you intrigued at all in a potential Carla Rose 2 fight or just not – did it really move your mind at all? I mean I don't have an issue with it. I mean she's she she's finished Rose. I mean she literally beat Rose. And I mean it's not like Rose hasn't lost before, but you know what I mean. And, and, yeah. And that's her only other – like that means something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. and then as and rose is a very mental fighter i think in a way i feel like a lot of her emotions kind of dictate a lot of things that happen in there right how she's feeling if she's confident with herself her outlife stuff that's going on affects her performance and i feel like her fighting carla would be kind of an interesting thing to test her right kind of mentally and obviously in there right mm-hmm. and and obviously carla herself wants to test herself again and see hey can i can i be a champion again can i hold that title again and I think that'd be kind of interesting to see Rose kind of go through and be like, shit, this is the girl who finished me. You know, she was the first champ at this weight class, took what what I could have been, you know, and now I'm here. And she's kind of changed her mentality of, of like, you know, I'm the best. I'm the best, you know. Uh, so there, there's a good storyline going into that. 
But like I said, there's still a lot of question marks with Wei Li because, like I said, doesn't really make sense for her to fight down. The mm. way the fight ended was so sudden. She defended the title. She gave you a stellar match. It's kind of hard to believe that, you know, she can't perform again after one loss. And it was a, a very sudden finish, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as that goes, man, I mean, it, I'm not, I don't have a problem with either fight. I think that there's... Uh, arguments to be made for both i think people that are dismissing one option or the other particularly people yeah. that are dismissing like whaley is really dumb honestly i think um that fight ended so quickly so suddenly she hadn't lost in 20 fights i mean we've seen worse happen um worse like immediate rematches but at the same time personally i'd give it to carlo um but mm-hmm. at the same time i see the argument for both ways i mean i i did say this josh the last time whaley lost she won 20 fights straight what do you exactly. think is going to happen now after her losing again mm. You know exactly. what I mean? That means something. So, you know, that's something I'm also, like very intrigued about myself, which, you know, people could be like, well, it was her first fight ever. I'm like, yeah, I know. But that just goes to show how hungry she was afterwards. Well, and that's also like a weird thing. Some some people just lose their first fight. You'd be surprised how many greats have lost their first oh, fight. Oh, yeah. Chris Cyborg. Uh, Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple. There's there's, yeah. there's many people. I, I, I know there's Chris was like the first one that came to my head. Mm-hmm. Did Amanda lose her first fight? No. Did she? I might be wrong. They almost uh, always lose in their first two or three, though. That one's almost a given. Yeah, there's there's yeah, there's a lot of people who have lost early on. It's 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 not uncommon. So it's just kind of like, you know, well, she'll be back. Whaley will be back. And yeah. like I said, if she has to fight down, I mean, I'll, I'll be, you know, it, it kind of sucks. But, you know, I guess if they do Carla, they go the Carla route, there won't be any choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she does fight down, though, Josh... Because we know Carla's going to have to go up regardless. Who does Whaley fight down below her? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I literally that, have no idea. Because I almost feel like at this point, now, now that we kind of pieced it all together, it's going to happen. You know, she's going to have to fight down. I'd and, say Tatiana uh, Suarez, but she's she's coming back this year. She's fighting at flyweight. I know. She's making a weight change. I was going to bring that I up. I know. So I have no idea. Like, I mean, you can take a look at the rankings real quickly. I mean, looking at it, Yolanda... They're not gonna have to do a rematch with Yuan and Whaley. I don't think so. No. Um, Yon, who's John she Alexander gonna Schwartz. fight? That's the crazy thing too. Who's, yeah. who's Yuan gonna fight? She's in a weird spot herself. Yeah. Marina and Mackenzie are booked. Maybe Nina Nunez, but I don't know. Claudia Gadea, maybe. Maybe the winner of that Mackenzie Darren fight gets uh, Whaley because obviously Whaley's gonna take time because of the finish, you know. Yeah. We'll see, man. I mean, it's interesting. That's. 115 is such a good weight class right now. Oh, man. it is. It's, it's it's the most competitive women's weight class right now. It's not even. I mean, it's always been kind of the best weight class, but like, damn, it is so much fun at the top, dude. I mean, I could. You can make a damn good case. I think for. I don't want to say the top six, all the top six, because after that fight, seeing how Yan Jan uh wrestling is, I don't think she could be champ material. But like everybody outside of her in the top six, I could see them being champ within the next year. Shit, you don't know if you should go to Dagestan and pick up some skills real quick? Yeah, fine. You know, I'll include her. I could see Rose, Zhang Weili, Yoana, Carlos Barza, Yang Zhanan, Marine Rodriguez, or Mackenzie Rudd all being champion of the next year, depending on how the chips fall. Isn't that crazy? It's just saying, I can't think of another weight class. whoever beats like, everybody in that weight class, I mean, shit, you know how good that person's going to look? I know. I mean, I can't even think of another weight class like that. Maybe uh, – I can't even think of one. Maybe, one, maybe 155, but even then, probably not. So I don't know. I feel like it might be one of the lower weight class, like flyweight, bantamweight, and men's. Because I feel like I feel flyweight. I feel like a lot of people sleep on. I know like Davidson's like the end all be all for a lot of people, but I'm like, dude, there's a lot I mean, of guys that flyweight. Got some, got some bangers, dude. I mean, even, yeah. 
Moreno's amazing. Askar Askarov, dude, he's the dude who's getting screwed by this whole rematch situation. He, like, I would have that's not, okay. Not because it's undeserved, but you know what I mean. Um, He'll be there though. He's, yeah, he's Tojo Perez. I mean, there's so many good fights. And yeah. shout out my dude Sue Matajiri. He's at 13. That kid, he's on his way. There's some guys outside of the 15, dude. There's a couple undefeated guys who aren't ranked. I'm pretty sure who are like 9 and 0, 14 and 0, like some crazy shit like that. Yeah, so, Rulon Pavi is another good one too. Yeah. See, so yeah, you know the 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 men's you know flyweight class. They they got some dudes. They got some dudes out there. For sure, man. But I we did get a little bit off off track as far as the event itself. I mean, we have time to. Um, but okay, uh, right. as far outside of the main and the co-main, what are the fights you want to go and highlight from uh, Vegas 27? I mean, we got to talk about Edmund Shabiasi and uh, Jack Hermanson, dude. The fucking tragedy that the UFC has caused by making this man fight the level of competition he's fighting now, which there's nothing wrong <laughs> as a fighter because you want to test yourself, you want to push yourself, and he's a ranked guy, right? Mm-hmm. But but I feel for like a 23 year old guy, you know fighting in the ufc they're not setting him up to build him up in the way they should and granted the ufc has been very well known to not do that mm-hmm. at all if at all ever for their guys mm-hmm. uh you know josh i i talked did we t- i think i did mention to you how like how much of a fan how much of not of a fan i was of this fight when it was made yeah i think we both talked about how much we hated it yeah which I mean, I'll I'll give you something though. That first round, he looked phenomenal. I was like, oh shit, this kid, still for real. Yeah, I was like, damn, he's he's he okay. But I'm like, look, anything could happen, right? Anything could happen. And and he had Jack Hermanson there a little. I don't know if he had him hurt or not, but he had Jack Hermanson, you know, having to work for it. At the mm-hmm. end though, in the end, Jack Hermanson ended up coming on in the next two rounds, and it was uh, you know, that first round kind of you know flew out the window. But it, it was kind of like, man, if he would have been able to carry that same energy and, and, and that same performance he had in the first round, you know, we, we, could, having a, we could be having a very different conversation right now. Mm. And look, man, um, it's, it's heartbreaking because he looked so good in that first round where I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid, he's still champ material. He still is legit. Well, I mean, I, I was like, we'll still – I was watching it live, and I was like, oh, we'll still have to see how this goes in the, like, the later rounds. I was like, damn, this kid, he's still legit, man. And then – you know what happened? The same exact thing that happened the previous fight. I mean, against Brunson, I still think Brunson took round one of that fight. I mean, I don't think he looked good at all against Brunson. Um, maybe he edged one round, but even then he got his ass kicked the next two. This one, round two, he lost, but it was competitive. And I was like, you know what? Kid's still good. Round three, here we go. Round three, he got battered. That was hard to watch, man. This kid is 23, just turned 23, and he's getting mauled by a top Ten top seven dude in Jack Hermanson. That fight did not need to happen at all. Like the UFC needs to do this thing. Like they, you, we, you should mention, dude. But like they need to stop pushing these dudes too soon. I mean, this is a dude whose number he's fighting. He just lost to Brunson, and Brunson is ranked. Let me let me find it real quick, actually. Um, Brunson's ranked five, so he just got now, annihilated. Now, he, now, now he's ranked five. Now he's ranked five. He just got annihilated by Derek Brunson. So he just got annihilated by the number five guy. Like, oh, what should we do? We'll give him to the number six guy and see what happens. No, this kid just got annihilated. Give him somebody in the lower top 15. Give him a guy who's not ranked. Give him a chance to get back in. Because you know what happened? Now we're just watching a 23-year-old with a lot of potential get fucking destroyed two fights in a row. We didn't even see that happen. I think I just went on too much of a rant, but regardless. No, you're right. I mean, no, I, you're laying it out there, and a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people have, feel the exact same way. 
I feel like they should have. It's because he also. I don't know, dude. They they need to make him fight guys who are just who will be competitive for him, but just outside of the top fifteen of that weight class. I feel. And then if he can build a few, maybe two, three wins. This is what they should have done originally, I think, before the Brunson fight. And then give them guys who are in the numbers, you know, you know, in the 15s and try to build them up slowly and, and, and in the best way they could. Well, I had no real issue with the Brunson fight at the time because Brunson, he had one or two wins in a row. I mean, he, now we kind of know that Brunson on this on this nice trajectory, like he's he's been uh, utilizing his wrestling a lot more. It was a good fight he's to been, test him, though. It was a good fight to test him. It was a good fight to test him. And. That was a good placement. I had no problem with that fight. This one, incredibly stupid. And everybody knew it was going to happen. I mean, like, we, I don't, I don't, I didn't see too many people that were picking admin. So, you know, it just, it sucks because we knew going in what was going to happen and it literally happened. So, yeah. And I really don't know what's going to happen next for him. I don't know who they're going to put him up against. Because uh, looking down, I mean, He's be, hasn't he fought uh, Brad Tavares already? Can you click? Can you yeah, he that? knocked out Brad Tavares. Yeah, he already fought. Brad Tavares, Kevin Holland. I mean, I don't think Kevin Holland would fight him. I don't, or I don't know. Both I those just, dudes need a tune up. Yeah, I don't think those guys are gonna fight each other. Amari Akhmedov. I don't feel like that's a good fight for him either. Uh, Chris Weidman. Obviously, he's not gonna fight anytime soon. Sean Strickland's already booked. So Edmonds gonna have to fight outside of the 15, which is I think perfectly fine. I feel like they can get him a guy with who's maybe not one. I don't want to say older. I don't want to give him like a tune up necessarily. But they can find a guy outside the top 15 who has a good couple fights under him, test his all-around skills, and build him back up. He needs to fight mm-hmm. like three, three or you know, three or two guys, and then he can fight a guy. I feel like he can smartly fight again a guy in the ranked who's ranked. Well, yeah, and for sure, and I think more or less my thing with it is is that he, I think the UFC needs, and I've always said this, the UFC needs to be more lenient in terms of tune-ups, um, because these dudes like Edmund, like Kevin Holland. Why do we have to keep on? We're learning their level for sure, but why do we have to keep on watching them getting their ass kicked? Like why? Why we know that this person is good. We know their skill level. They keep on getting their ass kicked against the top level. Why don't you like give them somebody a rank below? Because we know that's where the rank is now. But no, we can't do that. I mean, the only time I've ever seen it happen is with Connor. Connor got cowboy. That was a tune-up fight. So I don't know, man. It just it just pisses me off. Josh, it's Connor fucking McGregor. He gets what he wants. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But regardless, man. Uh, as far as the rest of the card, uh, can we go ahead and talk about Ben Rothwell versus Chris Barnett, dude? A fucking tragedy, by the way, that they. I feel like they could have gave Chris Barnett like, and granted, I know Chris Barnett came in to fill in. Uh, who was Ben Rothwell supposed to originally fight? He's had three different opponents, so I okay. couldn't tell you. Okay, well, he has three different opponents. Well, regardless, you know, I felt like as far as anybody they could have gave Chris Barnett, and I, like I said, he's coming in to fill in because he had he was supposed to fight Felipe Lins. That's who it was originally. Yeah, Felipe Lins, and then Askar Askar Mazarov. Mazarov, damn, that would have been a good fight too. Ah, too bad that got canceled. But the thing is, I, I feel like. You know, they they could set up Chris Barnett to be in some fun fights, you know? This was just not the one. (laughs) Well, and I'm sad that I missed last week. Because, I mean, I'll talk about why I missed last week at the end of the show. But, dude, this man, 
I, I would have spent half an hour hyping up Huggy Bear, dude. Chris Barnett, Huggy Bear, arguably the most meme-worthy fighter of all time. It's 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 he's in the running. I think he's in the top five for sure. He's not, he's not a bad fighter though, which is the no, weird no, thing he's, though, Josh. He's a crazy thing. He's actually pretty damn good. I mean, he's he's certainly there's a level that he's at, um, where yeah, like he's not he's not great at all. I mean, you can look at his resume. I mean, he's lost to Ollie Thompson, uh, to Alex Nicholson, Hung Meng Young twice now. Um, he's very much a regional type fighter. But guess what? I'm he has, sure he has some, some nice wins though. He has some nice wins though. He has some yeah. nice little wins in there. Uh, fuck, what's his name? He beat uh. Fucking Diesel. He beat Walt Harris. He beat Diesel. Tra- Travis Wolf, the guy with like a fuck ton of, you know, I know he's not like maybe the greatest complainer, but the guy has 77 wins. I mean, you don't achieve 77. I, right, 20, I know. 22 I, losses in 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 Walt Harris. Yeah. And with Jonathan Ivy, actually, I think let me, unless I'm mistaking. No, Jonathan Ivy's not a good win. He's just fought a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, those are two nice wins, but still, those wins were like a decade ago. I know. Um, but the guy's still young, though. The guy's like, what? Yeah, he's 34. I mean, you know, he's he's not done yet. You know, heavyweight's last one. Granted, he's 5'9", heavyweight. Actually, not scratch that. Super, former, former super heavyweight. So, but, but dude, the guy's not like a bad fighter. I mean, you got to give him a little bit of credit, Josh. He really isn't. Yeah, no, I love the dude. I'm straight up. But, like, damn, that was, that was a tough loss, man. I was like, they really... They really kind of screwed him over. I'm sure he was glad to get the opportunity. It was like a week's on like a week's notice. He'll get um, another fight. He'll get a yeah. He'll get he'll get a, a couple more fights. I hope. Um, shout out Ben Rothel, dude. He's won three and a three of the last four though. Seemingly out of nowhere, very quiet. But he's yeah. he's he's working his way back into the rankings. Yeah, and and dude, I think that Chris Barnett, like they could have put him like I think if he would have fought like maybe a Justin Toffa, a uh, who's our other homeboy who's kind of shorter, who's in heavyweight. I can't think of his name. Kickboxer. Uh, Jorgen uh, DeCastro. DeCastro just got cut though. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that th- yeah. those type of guys and Chris Barnett would have made good fights. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. they could set Chris Barnett up still not necessarily for success, but to be in good, entertaining fights because that's what he's going to be in here for. And, you know, maybe push a couple guys. You know what I mean? Because he does some interesting stuff and he does some weird shit. He has some interesting skill sets for a guy who's that small. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. He's he's a very athletic guy for being. Five nine two sixty five, on a good day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but the dude Angel, how are we how are we gonna go through all these fights and not mention the ending of the women's featherweight division? Dude, I didn't even pay too much attention to the fight. Can I be honest with you? When we got to the card, <laughs> I saw all the fights and somewhat like attention. I'm pretty sure me and the boys were just playing blackjack at that point when that fight came on. And and then I looked over and I was like, oh shit, Norma Dumont won on short notice. What yeah, the good fuck? Good for Norma Dumont, dude. Good for her. No, good for her, yeah. She, she may go out as potentially the winner of the last women's featherweight fight in history. It is That division has been incredibly... When did uh, UFC 208 happen? I want to say that was 2017, I think. Regardless. February though. 2017 lasted about four years, uh, and she may have won the last fight in women's featherweight history. Good for her. UFC. Yeah, six and one record now. Six and one. Shout out Felicia Spencer. She had a good run. She's almost definitely gone now. I mean, you know they could cut they could cut weight though, John. <laughs> they, I, I don't think Felicia could. Well, Norma can't either. That she missed weight. That's why she was fighting a women's featherweight. That Yo, but well, what? Hold on, hold on. Hear me, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We gotta keep on going until they just cut all the fighters from women's featherweight. So, 
Every single time somebody loses, I've noticed from this weight class, they'll cut them. So Zara Farron's already gone. Megan Harrison's gone after losing to Dunez. They're probably so going to cut Spencer. You know so what that no, means? So Norma DeMont versus uh, Daniel Wolf is going to happen? Yes. Yes. The Still. winner of that fights Nunez, and then division's closed. <laughs> you really think they'll do that? You really think they'll be like, you know, and, and then let's say hypothetically Daniel Wolf, they'll try to sell it like superstar female boxer fighting greatest of all time, and then, you know, they'll try to sell it like that. Well, I mean, here's the reality, dude. Daniel Wolf, I'm surprised that they're still willing to cut their vision because, like, I wish she got more experience in the regional scene because she has great boxing. She's very athletic. She's attractive, which helps a lot. In and she's smart. She's smart as far as how she did it. how she's doing her career, right? I, just not soon enough, sadly, in my Yeah, opinion. so who knows if she'll get another fight, but I, I think that's probably the most likely thing is she's probably going to fight. The, they may do Norma Dumont versus Danielle Wolf. Uh, winner that may fight Nunez next, which God forbid, holy shit! Like, like, <laughs> oh my God, man! Shit, just man. Division. The and real fight I won is Daniel Wolfers versus Curtis Shields. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. That fight sucked. Um, <laughs> good thing I didn't watch it, dude. Because I, I, I know I usually, I, I know that's so bad to admit, but for some reason I just, I looked over and I'm like, for some reason I'm not invested in this right now. I don't give a, because it's gonna be the last fight in like this division's history. I it think I would have watched it if Daniel Wolf would have been there, but I was, I was, but I already had in the back of my mind like, if she is there, Felicia Spencer's just gonna take. Well, her we've out. been hyping up Daniel Wolf for like a year now, so like. I don't know, but the thing is, I, I told you, or something, I was like, I feel like Felicia's just going to take Daniel Wolf down if that fight does happen, but I didn't even have to yeah. give my analysis on that, because that fight got Did not canceled. Happen. What was it, like, it got cut, like, or I think it cut, but it got canceled, like, a week before? Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was on, not, it wasn't too far out from the fight. Mm. And as far as the last fight, I kind of want to cover, I mean, you may have one that maybe I'm missing. Uh, dude, shout out Court McGee. Court McGee has been in the UFC since 2009, I believe. 2009, 2010. Um, this is a dude who... It's it's insane to me. Because every single time I like think of like older fighters, I always forget that Court McGee is there. He's been in the UFC for uh, over 10 years at this point. Um, he's beaten Robert Whitaker, Josh Neer, uh, Alex Garcia, now Claudio Silva. This dude's he just keeps on trekking. He beat Brad Tavares in the Ultimate Fighter, dude. I mean, this is a dude. It's weird, but he's still around, man. Shout! I just want to give a quick shout out to Court McGee. He beat Claudio Silva, which he's a guy that I've been I don't want to say hyping up, um, but he's been he's been steadily winning for a long time. He lost to James Krause last time out, but before that, beat Leon Edwards, Nordin Taleb, Danny Roberts. Uh, dude was really fucking good. So uh, shout out to Court McGee, dude. He's still he's you know at the age of 36, 10 years in the UFC, he's still trekking along. Shout out Court McGee, man. I'd love to see it. Yeah, no, he had a good performance. Yeah, he did. As far as the rest of the cargo, is there anything else you want to touch on before we go and do some fan questions? I mean, dude, in UFC fashion, you know, they're always putting on these guys who are kind of like, you know, they're going to be something here soon. I mean, David Dvorak and Demir Azamugulov. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, they they both they both had obviously one had a finish, one had a good performance. Demir kind of worried me there at the end because he started kind of like letting him he didn't let himself got, but he started getting hit a little a little more clean from Rafael, and it it was a bit like ah, that's kind of weird because you're doing really fucking good, like you're running away with this with no fucking doubt, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was there was a bit of uh, I wouldn't say doubt, but I'm just like eh, I don't like how that looks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. 
both both young guys, both but not. I don't think. I mean, they're both not ranked. One is literally twenty three and one, and the other guy's twenty and three. So yeah, this just should. There's, you know, there's levels to the shit, man. There's there is levels to the shit. Um, yeah, man. Overall, a pretty fun card, I'll say. I would go ahead and say pretty fun card. Um, but Angel, before we go ahead and get into fan questions, man, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, look over here. Have you heard of this company called Rogue Energy? I have heard of this company called Rogue Energy. Yeah, good for you, man, because they were actually founded in January 2017 to be the best human drink in the world. They built a premium stack of the form of delicious energy and focus drink. It is designed, Angel, to replace unhealthy candidate drinks, coffee, and traditional pre-workouts. Do you know that Rogue Energy is sugar-free, no vitamins, antioxidants, and nootropics? They designed Rogue Energy for emerging professional competitive gaming market and continues to have fantastic carryover and success. So students, athletes, entrepreneurs, and anyone looking to optimize their mental and physical performance. People like us, Angel. If you want 10% off your order, use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. Amazing sponsor of the show. Always power me through my day. However, to go ahead and move on to the latter half of the show, um, we went ahead and put it out on Twitter, out on Instagram, out on the Snapchat, out on fucking everywhere. Um, we're doing some fan questions. Uh, we got a couple of them in. Uh, generally speaking, we don't do fan questions that often because not many fans, not many questions. <laughs> um, Man, but, why you gotta do us like that, Josh? I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking around. We always get more than I expect. Um, I, that's, I feel the same exact way. <laughs> so, you know, firstly, this is kind of, this is a fun one from Instagram. What fight made you guys lose your shit the most? Now, there was a lot of contenders, and I still, I mean, Andrew, you can go ahead, man, because Recently I'm sure or there's, ever. There's, yeah. Uh, man. Wait, wait, wait. You meant, yeah, like, as in recently or ever? It, it just says, what fight made you guys lose your shit the most? I'm assuming okay. that means ever. Uh, I mean, there's a multiple. I mean, shit, the Max Holloway, Calvin Cater. I mean, we were literally texting back and forth in the middle of that. Yeah. That In recent memory. Uh, another one. Oh, fuck. I know. I've, I know. Dude, it's, it always, like, we always text back when they happen. I'm trying to think of another one. Shit, and Ga- Ganu Stipe, obviously, again, in recent memory. Yeah. Well, if, if you're thinking, I got, I got two off the top of my head. Oh, well, let um, me hear them. First one, dude, Mike Bisping, Luke Rockhold, too. Um, I think we were playing Black Ops Zombies, like, watching in the background, um, which, if I remember correctly, I was doing that with you. That's I was, I'm mistaken for somebody else. Um, and I remember I, I yelled so loudly in my house, and my dad came out of his bedroom and told me to shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and and I was like, Dad, you don't understand. Michael Bisping just he just, just beat Luke Rockhold. <laughs> you just beat Dad. You don't get it. Um, and that card was insane. That was a card that Hendo knocked out Lombard, uh, Faber Cruz three, uh, Poirier knocked out Bobby Green. Insane card. And I just I woke up my entire family because I, I yelled whenever that finish happened. Um, runner up, I would say. Um, GSP Bisping, actually, for different reasons. Yeah, um, I, love, I love how Michael's in both of these. It's, it's not even intentional, but I can put all the top three fights from that card. Because remember, I was hanging out with my boy P-Man watching UFC 217, and all three were finishes. So I could just put all of the UFC 217 card in there, honestly, because I yelled at all three finishes and lost my shit. But I'd say probably the one I lost my shit the most at was GSP versus Bisping. Whenever he knocked him down and got the choke, absolutely insane. And there's a lot. I mean, shit. Uh, fucking Michael Chandler, Dan Hooker is another one in recent memory that kind of made me feel this. Like, dude, I was like, oh, oh yeah. fuck, you know, off like, the couch, just losing yeah, literally, shit. literally off the couch, yeah, yeah, like, same. Actually, yeah, literally off the couch made me lose my shit in recent memory. 
shit, is he, is he, uh, oh shit, Joanna Whaley, I mean, I'm saying in recent memory too, mm-hmm. uh, fuck, uh, what else, I mean, there's, there's a lot, I, I, I definitely react a lot, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me go ahead and say this one, this is, this one's not UFC related, um, but it is the first fight I covered, I believe it was Invicta FC 31, but don't quote me on this, um, it was one of the first fights on the card, uh, I want to say it was the second fight. It was like women's flyweight, maybe. It, it, it's it's kind of irrelevant. I remember um, just settling in. I'm literally just starting to cover fights. And Chantel Coates immediately runs out and knocks out this poor white girl in like 20 seconds. And I literally – and I'm press row. You have to be professional. Here's the thing. I saw like it was like a Twitter thread hating on like press – it was like an MA Twitter thread that was like, how are repressed people not reacting? Blah, blah, blah. You're not supposed to. You're li- It's super unprofessional. I literally saw this poor girl run across the cage and knock out this other girl in 20 seconds. So I literally said, oh, shit. Like, just out of instinct. Because I'm like, <laughs> You're I a human help being. Myself. I mean, the dude next to me did it, too. So I felt fine about it. But <laughs> uh, you're like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like, this never happens. Like, I'm, I've watched Invictus stuff to prepare for this. This never happens. Um, yeah, man, that, that's, that was a fun memory as well. I guess I guess not MMA uh, shit, dude. Andy Joshua won, dude. That was a good one. That's I definitely was like, oh, sh-. like I was I was trying to watch it on uh, at my local Buffalo Wild Wings, and then <laughs> I, the TV went out. The TV you know went out. You know what I'm saying, Josh? Oh, <laughs> oh, believe me, I know. And I got a little scared, and luckily I caught the rest of the fight, dude. But holy shit, it was definitely like, oh fuck, you know, <laughs> like it's that so was crazy. another one. My local Buffalo Wild Wings, not your same Buffalo Wild <laughs> my not my same bu- local Buffalo Wild Wings. My TV also went out, and it resumed whenever Ruiz was celebrating, dude. It was crazy. There is it actually though, Josh? Like, yes, I'm for real. That's happened oh. to me twice. That happened to me once at my local Buffalo Wild Wings whenever that fight happened. The other one was whenever uh, Holly Holm knocked out Ronda Rousey. That that one must have been very heartbreaking. So that oh, part, you're telling me the head I'm a huge kid. Rousey fan back in like 2015. I mean, who wasn't though, right? That's facts. That's facts. But yeah, I, yeah, we. I think we gave a lot there. We dang, that was a lot of substance for that one question. That is a good that was question. A good one. That was a, but here's, I think, here's probably my favorite question. In a two-on-one street fight, this one's also from Instagram. The Guinza. In a two-on-one street fight, who is the best fighter you think you guys could beat, and why? I'm assuming oh. this is in the UFC. Shit, it has to be someone smaller than us, Josh. So it, it has, has to be. be. Now, has to be like a flyweight or bit. cross off a couple names immediately. CM Punk for sure. Yeah, sadly we can't fight him. We could easily beat him. Yes. I think we, I think I could beat up CM Punk on my own. But so let's go lighter. They didn't okay. say women, so we're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, Josh. You can't do we that. could totally beat up Misha Tate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's. I don't want to get canceled. I'm let's put that one out of there. Okay. Um, so no we women. Gotta, okay, we gotta talk about. So I think what makes sense is continuation from him. Right, as far as CM Punk. So Mickey Gall. I think we could beat Mickey Gall. Together. I think we could beat up Mickey Gall two on one. Yes. Don't hate Mickey Gall, but if it's No, I love know. Mickey Gall, but it's two on one. Okay, so we need to upgrade for Mickey Gall. Who's not above Mickey Gall? Uh Mike Perry? Some... Fuck man, he's knocking one of us out, Josh. He's, that's... he's for sure uh, Mike Perry would beat our ass. So we gotta come back down a little so, bit. So hold on, hold on. But who else who else has Mickey Gall lost to? Um uh... Randy Brown. I think Randy Brown might fuck both of us up. Yeah, see, that's the issue. It's the guys with power, dude, because one of us is going down. For sure. 
That's what I'm telling you, John. I feel like it has to be a flyweight. I feel like we we can take hits from one flyweight at least. Let's go back. Okay, well, that's 170. I think 170, if we're talking heavyweight classes, I think 170 would peak out at Mickey Gall. Yes. Let's go down to 155 real quickly. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we're talking against everybody there. Yeah, I think we're screwed. I can't think of a single guy. I'm sure someone's going to be like, you fucking idiots. Why didn't you think of this person? <laughs> Why didn't you think of... Dude, BJ Penn. BJ Penn now, yes. Yes, <laughs> B- absolutely. I'm not sure if he's still signed to the UFC, but... Yeah, yeah BJ, we could totally beat BJ, BJ Penn. Penn. Now in 2021, yes, we probably could. <laughs> well, he got knocked out by a random drunk guy. I have more technique than that, dude. Yeah, but we also, you know, BJ Penn might have been drunk, too. We got to give him that. Too. For sure. But if anything, that would increase his punch tolerance. Okay, now what? 145. 145? Uh, dude, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson? You think so? Uh, dude, I mean, we've been over this before. On his best day, he can knock out Dustin Poirier. On his worst day, he loses to us in a street fight. At 145? Mike Johnson, I would, Mike Johnson fought at 145? He's He's been fighting at 140. He, he moved up the last fight. He moved up the last fight, I think, against Cleveland. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but okay. he fought at 145. Remember, he fought Josh Emmett, uh, Lobov, uh, okay, Ely. Okay, okay. Okay, so we keep going down 135. I feel like we could take on any 135 order. Chase Hooper, most. for sure. Because he's our age, he's a real skinny dude. Yeah, I'm not really worried about Chase Hooper. You could probably do Sean O'Malley. I think we could take on Sean. He, Two on as... one? I don't know, man, because he's quick. He's got the range. Oh, I guess we're in a street fight, so that man can Rich. move around. Yeah, it might be difficult. Yeah, I guess I guess Chase Hooper. He's also a... bigger though, so I think if we're going dudes like that, we gotta we gotta downsize. Do you think we can beat up Cejudo in a two on one? Fuck no, he's taking one. He's knocking one of us out. He's, he's for sure knocking one of us out. Yeah, that was a stupid. He's question. taking down the other one of us. We're fucking dead. I think <laughs> if two on one, maybe Rafael Sunsau. He's knocking one of us out. Still, that's John. true. See, he's, this is the problem. We gotta that's... we gotta go below the top fifteen. He's hurting one. That's the thing, dude. One of us is getting hurt. Maybe on a good day. <laughs> Maybe on a good day, maybe Louis Smoka. Okay, here's who the definitive ones we got down. CM Punk, Mickey Gall, Chase Hooper, BJ Penn. Yes. So we'll go with those four. It's just, I think that's a strong answer. Yeah, because once we get past 170, we're kind of fucked. <laughs> now, Angel, here's a better question. In a two-on-one fight, what's the biggest animal you think we could both we could both beat? This animal? Yeah, for sure. Oh, and we, sh- talk- we talked about this not too long, and I forgot what I said. Fuck. Do you think? Okay, well, let me rephrase this. It's not a street fight. This is a fight to the death against the bear. You think we could be? What's what's the size of the bear though? Probably. Is it like is it like one of the bears that Habib fought when he was a kid? Oh, we could definitely beat one of those bears. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm thinking maybe a chimp. With luck, she doesn't rip With, her dick it, off. In a fight to the death, I think us two on one could beat a chimp. It's a hard fight, dude. You know, shark, sharks are there's some big sharks josh we could beat a shark granted if it's in the water i'm fucked well yeah i mean I, <laughs> <laughs> like i'm Dude, saying like i in the totally sea, beat up a shark sea. on land that's what i'm saying in the sea in the sea you know what i mean I, like if we were like in a smaller body of water you know what you i mean you can't swim i know but what i'm saying is i feel like if we get like if it's the right scenario i feel like i i'll, I'll come i'll show up to the you know the situation you know you're gonna sh- you're gonna show up to the weigh-ins with the shark you're gonna be you're gonna be ripped right situation right time you yes. Fuck up. yes. All right. You know what? I'll give you that. Sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. I think when you when I think whenever you say fight to the death, it makes it more interesting. Though. Is this like a street fight? I don't know, man. But like in a fight to the death, I think we totally 
You know, I something something I want to say real quick. I am kind of proud that we made it to the 170 division, at least in in the fighter that we can take onto a one. Because, dude, like past 170, we're just we're just dead. <laughs> we're going I mean, down. Right. I think we're both we're both semi. I don't, I'm not sure semi athletic is the right way to put it. But I mean, what, didn't you do some boxing when you were younger? We will make it work. We'll put it like yeah, that. I'm I sure feel like we need some it sort work. of combat sports experience. I'm like 99 percent sure. We make it weird. We figure it out. That's the for way average, I try. People, for average, like pencil pushing nerds, and probably not. But like, I'm, I think we, I think we can do it. We we have great. We have heart. <laughs> we got heart, dude. I'll. I have no problem getting my ass kicked. Life does it all the time. Um. So I think we spent it long enough on that one. I. So just to go ahead and summarize, those four fighters, and then also in a fight to the death, probably a bear. Um. What is your? Which was not even part of the fucking question. Uh. What is your favorite sports movie of all time? Rocky. Like, does that to be Which realistic? One? Dude, Rocky won. Rocky won? Yeah, I love Rocky, I wanna, dude. See, I think you learn a lot about a person whenever you ask them what their favorite rock movie is. Dude, it's just like, it just sets it up for me. Well, that's what sets it up. You know, there wouldn't be Rocky 2 without Rocky 1. You know what I mean? There wouldn't be Rocky 2 without Rocky That's fair. But I think you can make a really good... It's either Rocky 1 or Rocky 4 for me. I'm a big fan of Rocky Balboa too, though. But a lot of people... Yeah, that's the thing, though. That's a, a lot of people like those, too. It's just like, none of that would be without Rocky. And it's just like, it just... I've, I watch Rocky, man, and I fucking feel it, dude. Like, I, it's so weird, dude. Like, I've talked about this repeatedly where I'm you like, Rocky. You run. Yes, it makes me want to go do something. And Rocky just feels like real life to me. Like, I think Rocky's a real boxer every time I watch it, dude. Like, I'm fucking convinced in my head. Like, I don't know what it is. So did the city of Philadelphia. They, they made a statue of the guy, so. True. I mean, I, mean, I they, they I had like Joe that's... Lewis, but they can't do him. He's black, so, you know, Philadelphia, you can't have it. But. <laughs> God. Shout I mean, over. another is there is there another sports movie? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's a common one too. You know, the what Mighty I mean? Ducks. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Airbud, Airbud two, Airbud three. Airbud is not a bad movie. Y'all are hating <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> but what about you, Return Josh? of the King? I want to hear yours. Um, see, well, I, I let me rephrase. The question actually says which TV show slash movie. I just said movie because I can't think of a sports TV show, but I thought about it right now. Kingdom. Kingdom, yeah, I mean, Kingdom was good, too. Kingdom was phenomenal. But Josh, if, if Josh was, is like a super mega nerd. He's like, uh, like for, you would have gone, like, never back down. <laughs> never back down. Dude, never back down, too, is so much better than never back down one. But look, never back down one sets it up so well. <laughs> Here comes the boom. <laughs> <laughs> With Kevin James. Oh, man. That's, that's not a bad movie, though. Real, real Steel. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm getting into the, you know lucha you know libra blades of glory thing? blades of glory i'm actually changing my josh blades it's of glory blades yeah, of glory we're speed racer <laughs> you, dude the most insulting thing anybody's ever said to me so you mentioned real steel i was i was hanging out with my with my girlfriend's brother and we were we were seeing we're about to watch a movie we we're going through netflix he goes there's real steel you want to watch that and i'm like why would I want to watch that? It's like, you know, you, you like boxing. And I'm like, dude, these are fucking robots. I'm like, this it's is a not... movie, though. It's a good movie, Josh. Don't fucking hate. I know. It's a phenomenal movie. But just the implication that I would have to like Real Steel because I like sports. I almost think it would have been more insulting if you would have said, let's watch Never Back Down. I will never be insulted by watching Never Back Down, though. I mean, I, I love Never Back Down. We, you know, we... <laughs> So now, now that you said Blades of Glory, we're just opening it up to like all sports. Is there like, is there like 
am I allowed to use like high school musical because they dance in that and technically <laughs> dancing is like <laughs> some sort of like a physical activity <laughs> is that a thing am I allowed to do that now he's just so I'm taking high school musical three I mean it was <laughs> it was the best one <laughs> just, like, actually fuck that I'm taking karate kid <laughs> karate kid see but Oh my God, we're we're just we're we're moving it we're moving the goalposts. This is the problem. We're moving the goalposts, but then it's like, are, <laughs> this is this is a good topic, man. I don't think whoever submitted this question they didn't, didn't expect us to think about it like this, did they? I mean, not at all. I didn't expect us. Am I allowed to? Okay, so you just did Karate Kid because has martial arts. Am I allowed to go IP Man with like? Are you talking about it, man? Yeah, why are you gonna insult my guy like that, it man? <laughs> shit, I mean like every well, Josh. Now that we're getting into that shit, I guess into the dragon. <laughs> into the dragon. Uh, am I allowed to pick Walker Texas Ranger because Chuck Norris did karate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't see fuck, dude. I mean Batman. I mean he does much arts, doesn't he? Like, dude, we're really just like this person really let us open this fucking. On, but on, but on that note, I mean, you really have to go. If we're talking about this, we got to go World War Two with Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture because they're both MMA fighters. Oh my god! And they're hand to hand combat. <laughs> you know, it's an unreleased movie, but I'm picking All Star Weekend even before it comes All-Star out. All Star Weekend. See, I'm excited for that movie. So we can't talk about it though because there's a lot of uncancelable things in it. <laughs> um. Oh my god, dude. Anyways. Shit. Have you ever seen the movie The Comebacks? Fuck it, I'm picking The Comebacks. The Comebacks? <laughs> You've seen it? Yes. No, 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 no. You know what? The, actually, the greatest sports movie, The Wrestler. I think that's what it's called. With um, Mickey Rourke. I, I think that's the movie. Came out in 2008. <laughs> I'll just decide though, Josh. What, what movie are you picking? Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually going to stay on The Wrestler. With okay. Mickey Rourke. That was actually a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a sucker for Rocky, but th- there's our meme ones. Like, I fucking... Blades of Glory. I mean, I fucking love Karate Kid. Don't get Blades me wrong. Never Back Down. Never Back <laughs> Down 3. Return of the King. Fucking... But yeah, we, we laid that one out pretty well. I'm happy. That was, damn, another good another good question. Thank Shout you. out Todd Duffy, dude. Um, with... <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Dustin oh. was in that, too, wasn't he? Wasn't Dustin Poirier in Never Back Down 1? Let me check. I, think he was. I know Todd Duffy was in it because like somebody clipped it and just like him fucking up Yo, line yeah, and they dude, just left it in the D- Dustin's in it, yeah, dude. He's in it. He's fucking Wait, wait, wait. It. I never realized. Hold on. Evan wait a minute. Evan Peters is in it. Evan Peters is like a really good actor. Damn, I never Josh, realized what? that. What are you trying to say? <laughs> 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 what are you trying to say, Josh? <laughs> I'm not trying, dude, you I'm already not know he. You already know he plays like the prototypical like nerd who's the friend of the guy who wants to be the hero of the movie. We, yeah, I mean you're right, but dude, I, haven't, I haven't seen Never Back Down. Funny enough, you're joking. I haven't. I'm a, I'm aware of Never Back Down, but the thing is, since I watch MMA now, I don't want it. I don't want to watch like Never Back Down and be ruined by it. Angel, next time we hang out, we're watching the Never Back Down trilogy. <laughs> I have it on my Netflix. Though. I have I have it all on Blu-ray. I mean, <laughs> are you being serious? No, I don't. Have... No, God. I'm not serious. God, but yeah, dude, Dustin Poirier is a never back down. Well, never back down. The you know I never realized never back down. No surrender. The trilogy, um, much like Godfather Three, it's the best one. Um, I didn't realize Josh Barnett is in that. Josh Wait. Barnett is like the last person I would think would ever be in a movie like Never Back Down. That's funny. 
That's so weird to me. Good for him, though. Good for him. For him. Okay, anyways. um, Next fan question. Uh, With Benil Dariush hitting the top five, do you guys think he could ever be champ? Or is he champ material, so to speak? I don't... I think he gets touched too much on the stand-up for a lot of the guys at the top who kind of a very sound when it comes to that like the guys who achieve that i mean it doesn't mean he can't improve upon it now but i feel like i see him fight and i'm just like this guy gets touched too much to like be champ right now but it doesn't take away from his i think he could be i just don't see it you know what i mean Mm. and and look i think one of the things about 155 is um it's very competitive it's very competitive I think he could be champ. Let me say that. I think he could be champ. However, he definitely the right matchup, dude. That's, that's um, the I thing, I can too. see him beating maybe... Let me phrase. I think he could beat Oliveira. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe he could beat Dustin. He could maybe beat Connor. Maybe beat Chandler. But would I pick him? Probably not, honestly. I mean, he's ranked number three now, which feels a little bit high for me personally, but... Regardless, man, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's ranked number three. He'll probably be in line for a big fight next, maybe against Gaethje, possibly. Who knows? Um, but I'm just happy to see him rise up because Benil's one of those dudes. It's like he's he's such a good dude, honestly. I'm happy to have him, see him have success. But he could you be know, champ one day, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, neither would I. But now that you mentioned that Gaethje matchup, that's not actually bad because they can make that happen. And we kind of know at this point that Dustin Connor, whoever wins that, gets the title shot. And if they made Justin Benil... I mean, that guy's already going to have to wait regardless. You know what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. kind of already have their next guy set up after Donner, uh, after Connor Dustin. Mm-hmm. Which, not thinking about it, that would be a bad idea. I kind of like that, Josh. I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody's saying Chandler Gaethje. Gaethje wants to get back in there sooner, and Chandler wants time off. So I think that's the thing that makes the most sense. I mean, Benil hasn't said anything about having time off, unless I missed it. Uh, I think he might have because his kid's actually going to be born very soon. Jesus Christ, of course. So Gaethje's just going to fight himself, I guess. Yes, they're <laughs> going to make a copy of him, and he's going to fight himself, which honestly would be a fucking banger. fight of the year. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's going to be a war. Yeah, who the fuck knows who he's going to fight next? Shit, dude. He's going to make Paul Felder come out of retirement at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Man, shut up, Paul Felder, man. I mean, I realize, like, there's certain things we skipped over, like, and I haven't been here in a couple of weeks, so, like, there's certain things that I've missed. But, man, shut up, Paul Felder. I, I would have loved to see a Paul Felder just Gaethje fight. Actually, scratch that, dude. RDA is probably going to fight Justin Gaethje. Not thinking oh, about. that's a banger, dude. That is I, a banger. Here's the thing, dude. Here's here's my unpopular opinion. Are you ready for it? Rafael Dos Anjos, with the right matchups, not fighting wrestlers, is still a champ at 155 and 2021. He can do it. For sure. Theoretically, yes. But granted, that goes for a lot of people, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I mean, but you see my point, right? Like, I think so long as they don't give him like a bunch of wrestlers, or I mean, I maybe Tony Ferguson would be next like, one. I, like, Josh, like Josh, th- theoretically, if Zabit never had to fight five rounds, he could be champ forever. <laughs> he would be champ, and if Max Holloway only fought five <laughs> rounds, let me rephrase. If Max Holloway fought with no rounds, he'd be champ. <laughs> no round limit. He'd be no champ. round limit. <laughs> UFC four style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that's the thing. It goes for a lot of people. So fair enough, man. Um, so it's, we're both kind of on the same page, like possible but not likely. Not likely. Uh, 
not like talented, at all. talented guy though. We can't take credit away. I don't. I don't want people. I don't want him or anybody to think that we're trying to disrespect him because obviously, at the end of the day, he could prove any of us wrong, and he has proved people wrong. He's gotten two really nice wins. Uh, obviously, there is circumstance behind the Tony one in a in a way. I'd say I'm not trying to take away from it because he's still beat Tony. I'm not, man. <laughs> I did. When you just said that, I thought about the Paul Felder tweet where they're talking, there were guys talking shit to Paul Felder. He's like, you know, I, you talk shit behind the behind Twitter, but you wouldn't say that to my face, would you? He's like, no, because you you beat me up. <laughs> I, <just thought> about, <laughs> <laughs> I really felt I that kind of energy. I kind of love that energy. Like I kind of got that energy right there when you said that to me for some reason. <laughs> Benil's too nice of a guy to 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 beat us up though. I feel like Benil would take pity on us. Like, we could not beat Benil Deryush in a two-on-one fight. I can tell you that much. We could not no, beat him. No, no, he's knocking one of us out, and he's taking the other guy down and beating him on the ground. If he For doesn't sure. feel like knocking us out. You want know to think it makes this interesting? If we added Nate to the conversation, former former host Nate Beggs. Dude, Nate's really confident that th- with three of us, we can beat Francis and Gandhi. I told him, I don't know about that. Cause someone I has- think we probably could. I, I'm, not, I'm actually going to agree with Nate on this one. I don't know, dude. It's it's a scary one because the way Nate put it, he's like, someone's going in for us and they're getting knocked out and the other two have to put in work. <laughs> I don't know, man. It depends on how we dive in. I mean, I would not be surprised if he does not knock one of us out. If we just immediately go for his fucking legs and we're just diving in there like Call of Duty Ghost style. just <laughs> oh, dude, dude, let me say this. Me and Nate have had this conversation extensively, dude. Ex- and and, and I'm, I'm, I'm the one. He's the one who up talks it. I down talk it. Fine. Maybe not in Ganu. But do you think – how about this? Thank you think at a three-on-one, we'd be able to beat John Jones? No, he's fucking long. He's knocking one of us out or head-kicking one of us. All right, all right. Yeah, dude, that's the thing, dude. It's just like these big dudes are finishing one of us regardless, and it leaves the other two. And it's like, well, now one problem's done. There's only two left. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, you know what? If, 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 if I were a betting man, right, we'll go um, – oh, my god, I could forget. Forgot the name of the show. We literally referenced it. Like I referenced it like three or four episodes ago about like if you ran a simulation. Oh, the ultimate deadliest uh, warrior. Deadliest warrior. I was yeah, if, warrior. I think if you ran a simulation like us three against Ngannou, I think maybe thirty of the thirty to thirty-five of those hundred times we we, we win. Dang, <laughs> you're saying a lot there, Josh. I mean, I, I mean that's still saying seventy percent. Seventy percent of the time he whoops our asses. I'm just saying like in those situations, I could see us winning maybe thirty thirty of the time. But I don't know. Um, that's not even – we got off track. But next and last fan question, Angel. Um, this one kind of fit because we, we are having on Brian Maxwell this week. Um, interest level in Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul on a scale from 1 to 10. Um, obviously, that fight is happening June 6th. And uh, fun undercard, obviously – Courtside sound off. Uh, friend of the show, Brian Maxwell is fighting Chad Ochocinco, Badu Jack, John Pascal's co-main. And then obviously, uh, the greatest of all time is taking on a YouTuber. Um, yeah, and Floyd Mayweather's fighting with the ball. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, what is your interest level on a scale of one to ten? If you had to go ahead and rank it, I had to say like a seven and a half, ten, eight, closer to seven and a half. Now, is that for the event or for the fight itself? fight itself because in the event i give it like an eight and a half to a nine okay yeah that's pretty much where i am i mean I, if i if i had rank it on a one to ten i'd say fight itself seven events nine nine and a half mm-hmm. i'm very excited for the stupid event to see what stupid shit jake does to see the fight itself but but do jack and john pascal had a straight up war last time they fought uh and then obviously 
Chad Ochocinco taking on Brian Maxwell should be fun too. And there's mm. somebody else on the undercard that I can't remember right now. Who's somebody who's really good. We'll, find, we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it when it comes, obviously. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it's 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 Jarrett Hurd taking on Luis Arias. Opening ah, up the main. That's a yeah. name right there. That's a, actually yeah. a pretty decently sized name. I mean, the, the main the main card, Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather, eight rounds, Badu Jack, John Pascal, rematch, Chad Johnson, Brian Maxwell, Jarrett Hurd, Luis Arias. Pretty damn good card, honestly. Um, So, yeah, I'd put a nine, nine and a half. Fight itself, seven, just because, like, it's not going to be competitive. But I am interested to see just just to see it unfold. What's going to happen, right? We just want to see the outcome, which we know what it is, to, you know, in our mind. But it's like but how we reach that point. Is yes. Yes. The buildup and what happens on the way there. What if what if there is a little bit of a scare, right? <laughs> For a second there and then we get pulled back to reality. Exactly. What if what if there's a what if there's a Connor situation where like Logan wins round one? And we're like, oh, my God. Oh, you my know, God. Gets his ass kicked and dies in the ring. And then Jake Jake comes to avenge him, Rocky Rocky Four style. You know, it was an exhibition. Oh man. All right, fair enough, man. Is that is that all you want to touch on that topic before we move on? Yeah, at base level, yeah, because we we have to talk about that. We do have week. to talk about it next week. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. One last topic in NBA playoffs. Before I talk about that, I want to talk to you guys about Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, Monkey Knife Fight is a daily fantasy sports gaming website for the casual sports fan that is simple, fun, and easy to play. You determine which superstars competing in the day's professional sporting events will record more or less of the contest line provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to salary cap daily fantasy sports games without the algorithms, Linus, most importantly, Sharks. There are several contests to choose from, none of which require hours of research required on competing sites. Start with a simple 2-for-2 two two or go for the highest payouts up to 100 times and higher by selecting an 8-for-8 eight eight more or less contest. Get started now with a 100% instant match bonus up to $50 of the promo code COURTSIDE. Uh, NBA playoffs going on right now, and we'll talk about those in a minute. I've been watching them in the gym, and every single time I'm like, man, I really should have used Monkey Knife Fight. But Angel, oh, my really? man. Damn. My <laughs> man. Uh, I mean, we, we can go ahead and talk about all these series, which I'm sure we will um, briefly. Um, but how, how are you feeling right now? Is, is your voice sore from yesterday? Are you Were you yelling, man? Were you Were you... In Phoenix, watching the games go down. Dude, I've, you're not going to lie to you, Josh. I did think about, like, just saying, fuck it, you know, spending money on a ticket and watching the Suns play in the playoffs at, like, really shitty seats in Phoenix. Like, I really did think about it. Honestly, you should have done it just for the story, but that's not my money to tell you. Um, yes. I mean, it, would, it wouldn't have been a very expensive flight, to be honest. And then, like, I would have been only down there for a day or two. So, you know, that mm. wouldn't have been too fun. But it would have been a good story, wouldn't it? For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we can go ahead and start there. I mean, you're down two one. Uh, I jokingly said sons and three, uh, and dude, after game one felt really, really good about it. Uh, but regardless, man, down two one, how you feeling? I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, we are playing LeBron, but I, something I told someone was like, look, I've never seen LeBron look this mortal ever. Oh yeah. So I'm like, that's the one thing I have in the back of my mind. And I'm like, look. For all the points we're giving up in the paint and how close we've made some of these games and kept the score for long periods of time, I'm like, dude, you got to give us some form of credit for how far we made. And people are talking hella shit. And, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know, dude. Laker fans are a lot of cancer. Not going to lie to you guys. Just a lot of sports fans are cancerous in a lot of ways. I think, yeah, I think generally speaking, most sports fans are cancer. Not us, though. I mean, we're awesome. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's 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 something, and I just, oh, bro, it's 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 so dumb. And and like I said, I, as far as things that have happened in the game specifically, you know, CP3 had that with you know an injury in that first game, which was just like fuck, man. But you know, it, he ended up coming back and. We ended up taking that game, and dude, we looked really good. I mean, LeBron really did not have any good of a performance. Neither did AD. We were solid. Aiden looked great, and uh, Booker looked great, and 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 really shut up a lot of like a lot of the comments that were made. Probably like AD is going to destroy Aiden in the paint, and literally that did not happen at all. It was quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. Which is really funny. Uh, and this is a really young guy who's in this you know first year, and it's like you know. Regardless, I'm like, whatever the outcome it is, we breaking every single thing, every single expectation. I, I, I can't really hate. Obviously, I want to see them perform. I want to see them get farther. I want to see them do their thing. But I'm like, look, regardless, I know LeBron is not seeing that trophy at the end of this year. <laughs> That's well, one thing. Well, let's go ahead and... Go ahead and go rapid fire on this, my man. I mean, we didn't get to give playoff predictions because uh, obviously I was gone last week, but we can go ahead and go real quickly just because some of these series are pretty much already wrapped up anyways. I don't have to. Let me see. Pretty much, but uh, we can go ahead and recap them or at least give our thoughts real quickly and as to how they're going to go, man. We can go ahead and start off in, with your boys, Suns, Lakers. How, how many games do you going? Do you think your boys come back? Fuck, dude. I'm just going to go seven games. I'm picking my Suns, you know, because I got to be a homer. I can't just give up on my team like that. You know what I mean? For sure, man. I completely understand. I'm going Lakers in five. At least you're honest. But I, I could see it going down like that. I don't think the Suns are gonna win, man. I th- the momentum and has shifted almost entirely from game one. But I don't know, man. This is this is the this is the NBA playoffs. You always think, oh, you know, this game is close. This team's gonna come back next game, and we're seeing that in the Bucks series right now, to where it really doesn't matter how one game goes, so long as you show up the next night. Uh, I am still going to go Lakers, though, in probably five or six. Uh, next up, man, I just brought it up, so I guess we'll start there. Bucks Heat, you think a Heat win a single game, they're down 3-0 as of right now. They could, but, uh, I mean, if it's this bad at this point, like, what's even the point, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and it's heartbreaking, man, because game one, really close. Uh, and they've been shit-canned the last two games. It has not even been close for one minute the last two games, so... Uh, I'm gonna go Bucks and four. I don't think the Heat will even. I don't think it's gonna be a gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. Moving on, man. We'll go ahead and go Denver Trailblazers because they actually played yesterday. Uh, right now, Denver's up two one. Do you think Blazers are gonna come back, or do you think we're gonna be looking at Jokic moving on? I did Denver. I've had like more faith in them than any other team that isn't like for like years. No one can be on. No one's been on the Denver trade like I have for the last like five years now. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I've talked about it so much. So much. Uh, moving on, man. Uh, Grizzlies, Jazz. This series has been a lot of fun. Two games in, they're tied one apiece. Do you think, obviously, the Jazz are the one seed. Do you think they're going to be able to move on? Do you think the Grizz are going to keep on making it a fun series? No. Donovan Mitchell came back last game, and you saw what happened when he came back last game. So, yeah. I could see them winning the rest of the games here, ending at 4-1. Fair enough. I'm actually going to go in six. I think Grizz are going to get another one just because Jaws been putting in an ungodly series. I've not seen a, a man put a team on like his back that hard in a long time in the playoffs. Um, just like consistently. I mean, we're only two games in, but you know what I mean? Uh, moving on at Knicks Hawks. This one's been, this one has a lot of fire behind it, man. Partially because it Trey does. has been playing, been playing the villain role. 
which is weird because I never really, I've never really yeah, seen he doesn't, he, yeah, he doesn't give me that kind of vibe. I don't, I don't fuck with it at all, honestly. Pretty quiet, dude, but nonetheless, tied 1-1. Uh, who do you going to be moving on? Fuck, dude. I feel like the better playoff team is the Hawks, but honestly, I'm going to be a homer again. Fuck, shout out D-Rose, picking the Knicks. Dude, same here. I'm going to go shout out D-Rose, shout out Knicks. They're moving it on. Um, I'm, I'm After game one, D-Rose is like, yeah, man, you can talk that shit, but we're going to get him back next game. And what do you see, man? They won the next They won the next night in the Garden. Mm, um, right. A D-Rose, Trey Young playoff matchup. 2021 Knicks hot. Never would have expected that. Never in a million years. Um, regardless, though, this one, um, this is a fun series, but not really at all, actually. Uh, Wizards 76ers. This one's wrong, fun for the wrong reasons, just because of the drama with the Philly fans. Uh, but yeah, this one's going to be done at four, for sure. Like, I mean, yeah. just me. I talked about that way back. I was like, whoever's playing uh, the first seed, you know, whenever that play is happening, yeah. like, they're going to lose 4 0 regardless to Joel and Gang. Yeah, and it looks like they're they're looking they're out to make a statement, man. I mean, this is a team that's been traditionally just not great in the playoffs. I mean, just the the Joel kind of era. I know, Josh, you weren't high on the Sixers, dude, when we talked at the start of the season, dude. I'm still not high on the Sixers. I think they lose in the next round, but I'm saying they're they playing the next round. You think they lose in the next round, Josh? What the fuck? Let me maybe maybe not the next round, but they're not making out of the East. I think if they run into the Nets, they're losing. I think if they run into the Bucks, they're losing. I think. Yeah, I could agree with. Well, I could see them. I feel like if they run into Brooklyn, they're gonna lose. If they run into the Bucks, I could see them beating the Bucks. I could see them having a competitive series, but I would pick the Bucks over them. I still think they're maybe the third best team in the East, which isn't bad. You know, I. I mean, but I've just been disappointed by Philly so many fucking times, man. I mean, I. I remember back, like, in high school, in, like, 2017, I, I remember, I, I think I might have been talking to you, but I was like, dude, this is Philly's year, LeBron, there, there's nobody on the Cavs, Boston's hurt, this is time, and Didn't then LeBron got fucking swept, and then, guess what happened, then they lost to Kawhi, and then they got swept again by Boston this past year, I mean, j- j- Jesus Christ, man. You ready to see Joel cry again? Man, I just, I I'm wish. Such an they, asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal, dude. I wish I just I hope they get the shit together because I would love to see Philly. I've always trusted the process. I love Joel. I love Ben Simmons. I love that squad. I just don't think they're going to make it out of these. Um, but regardless, yeah, they're going to be the Wizards in four. I, it sucks to see that happening because Russ and Beal, dude, that combination defense, terrible. But God damn, they've been fun to watch all year, man. And they truly came back after such a terrible start. And it's been awesome to see. But it, their journey stops here. Uh, two more series to go, man. Mavericks Clippers Mavs up two nothing man that's crazy Cl- to me Clippers it's happening again do you think have you seen Mav- it? have you have you actually seen the games for that because I haven't so I can't give like a good opinion I've only seen like the stats and I just uh, seen Lucas have been killing it I watched game two I saw the highlights of game one well, well what's your thoughts what's going on in the game I know it is it is close down listen this is one of those series where it's like is it just a yes. Lucas show it is the Lucas show, but at the same time, it's like we're a couple of bounces away from this being two Oak Clippers. Um, they won by – Mavs won by 10 first time around, and most of that was kind of – it was close the entire way through. A Game two, won by six. Uh, it's really been the Lucas show. If they can find a way to stop Luka, then it's it's done deal. Because honestly, that squad – I'm old enough to remember when Chris stops forcing this was good. Um, so <laughs> that squad, they really – I don't think this is sustainable. I'll say that. Um, Luke has been killing it. I don't see how he can sustain this for a full series. I know Tim Hardaway has been killing it, though. 
Yeah, I'll give him that. Tim, Tim's been there, but overall, I feel like the supporting cast has been... They've been filling in when they've needed to, but they're going to need to pick it up if they want to actually win the series. I still think the Clippers are probably going to pull it out in 6 or 7, honestly. I mean, regardless, I felt like... Let me be, let me be real with you. I think the teams that like we're gonna make it to the like my three teams. You know, depending how obviously I was gonna. Can, can I guess your three teams? Yes. Uh, Clippers. Wait a minute. Were you talking about just the east, east or west, or both? Uh, the, uh it's gonna talk, I was just gonna talk about the west initially. Oh, west. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clippers, Denver, and the Lakers. No, not at all. I wasn't even picking really? them. I would never pick the Lakers to get to the to to make it out. That's surprising. <laughs> Yeah, like I did originally, but once we made it this far, like I was like, well, if the Suns make it through, they match up pretty well against everybody except the Jazz and the Nuggets. I thought that's how I felt. So I was like, it's going to be my top three were the Jazz, <laughs> the Nuggets, and the Suns. You were I was like, balls. Cause, I'm not sure why I didn't put Suns Because I'm, like, but... I'm like, because I'm like, if the Clippers, because I'm like, I, like I'm like, if, if the Clippers look the way they have in the playoffs with PG, I'm like, they're not going to do it. And then uh, once I saw, like, the downfall of LeBron and, like, not, like, when he went down, I'm like, he's not going to come back 100%. And I'm like, this team isn't, for some reason, they just feel super vulnerable to me. And, like, I told you, I've always been high on the Nuggets. And just, like, matchup-wise and everything I was looking, I'm like, these are my these are my three teams. And I'm like, regardless, I'm like, Jazz, Nuggets, I'm picking Nuggets. And then I'm like, Suns and Nuggets, I'm like, that's going to be a close series, but I'm like, if I was being realistic, I'd probably be Nuggets, but I'm going to say, I would say the Suns, obviously, if we were, if we were talking about it. And then, if it was Nuggets, Suns, i picked the Suns pretty confidently, but I think we make it an interesting series. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and like I said, uh, Nuggets and Jazz, I picked, I picked Nuggets very easily. So that's my whole breakdown on it. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I am surprised you don't think it's possible for the Lakers to even make it to the finals i mean you know i don't like lebron I mean, that's I've been, true i mean it, i've been very clear LeBron. on the show of, uh you, you it's very like if you know me personally and it's not like i hate on lebron for being a good player i just don't like lebron <laughs> i just don't it's Fair not a secret man. it's people are so confused by it some people get offended i'm like it's it's just like it's, not any, personal, it's just business it's i'm like you know there's plenty of people in the 90s who fucking hated michael jordan with their life <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah for sure <laughs> there's nothing different now it's like it's, it's just a it's just like it's just our lives my rivalries i just don't like lebron <laughs> fair enough man people I mean, seem people seem to get offended when you don't like an athlete for some reason i have noticed that yeah I mean, well, because they have in, their stance in this era though especially in this age i'm very much like i'm loyal to my one team you know what i mean i do like watching other players which is kind of more of a generational thing now but it's like I'll always be loyal to my team, but I will dislike players who are, you know, my competition. Yeah. Like anybody. Like you know, I don't like, you know, I kind of have an issue with Luca. You know, I kind of have an issue with fucking, like a bunch of guys. And it's not like those guys are, those are all good guys. They're really nice yeah. guys. It's just like when it comes to competition, I don't like the guys because I, you know, like I'm being a competitor. I want to see my team succeed. Mm-hmm. Who who was one other guy I mentioned? Do you remember a while back I, in high school I mentioned you? I was like, I don't like this guy. And I was like, he's a really nice guy, though. Who was Oh, it? my God. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't think of who it is. Like, legitimately, like, an extremely you're, nice. You're like, I hate this fucking dude. I don't know why. What, it's someone in the NBA, definitely. I, I want to say they played for the Clippers or something. Are you sure? Was I, it Lou Williams? No, it wasn't Lou Williams. It was somebody on the I'm like 99% sure, but I don't remember. No, 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 I know. No. I remember this exact conversation. No, it was Jamal Murray. I think it was Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think it was Jamal Murray. You're like, I hate Jamal Murray. I, I was like, yeah, I dislike Jamal Murray. I think the guy's a dick. 
that is hilarious. But, but then, but then I, lo- then I love, uh, but then I love Patrick Beverly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, like I'm a villain, dude. Literally only you. You're the only person. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Patrick Beverly, dude. I hate Pat- Patrick Beverly's an asshole. I like Patrick Beverly. I though. hate him. He's not. You can be an asshole, but he's actually he's dirty, dude. I don't like him. I mean, people love Draymond. <laughs> I fucking hate Draymond. <laughs> I don't like Draymond either. <laughs> you know he what I mean? Steve Adams in the dick, and I never forgave him. Shit, tell, don't even get me started dick dicks, uh, dick kicks last night because AD was talking some shit about Booker pushing Schroeder, which, I mean, I don't think it was the right thing to do. Personally, right? But I'm like, I don't want to hear it. It was dirty, but I don't want to hear it after he literally kicked Jay Crowder into dick the night before. Yeah. So don't talk about dirty shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if you're gonna if you're going to preach it, you got to preach it. You got to, you know, do it yourself, too. For sure, man, for sure. I, I, I feel you. But uh, real quickly, we have one more series to go ahead and pick real quick. Uh, this one pretty straightforward. I'm a little bit surprised at how lopsided it's been. I mean, I'm, I thought it would have been I'm a little not. bit closer. Really, I'm you, not. I've talked just, about how good this team is, how great I they mean, are. I knew this team was excellent, and I, I may pick. I may go ahead and say it now. I'm assuming they're going to go and win the chip this year, but Brooklyn is kicking the shit out of Boston. Um, yeah. I thought at least the game's maybe one game would have been closer, but it's just – it's been domination. And the dude, and the, the worst part is, if someone goes down, it's not like they don't have another three guys to make up for it. You know what I mean? They're they're probably look. The, we're we're gonna go two. We're gonna two K this right. Um, they're probably the best two K team in my lifetime. Even better than the Warriors a couple of years ago. Dude, no, scratch that, Josh. Just fuck it. It's the best team ever assembled on paper. If you don't put a year on it. Yeah, you know what that that yeah we'll just go that way. We'll just go that way. If you take the year away and I show you a paper, I'm like Josh, this team existed. I take it like you don't know anything. Like you just know how good the players are. You don't know about their injuries or anything. I'm like Josh. At one point, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and shit. At one point, all the Marcus Aldridge for like a game were all on the same team. You're like, dude, who the fuck beats that? Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. On man. paper, I mean, Josh. On paper, I take on a week paper, here, on paper, and I don't tell you anything else. No history, no injuries. You can't deny. Jake, because you're thinking about it with the knowledge you have now. Don't think about that now. Well, and here's the thing, dude. It's it's like <sighs> you thought, they were you, good you, before. You, they were good yeah, before yeah, all of yeah. these dudes came in. They made the yeah. playoffs last year. Yeah, they were good before. I know. So I mean, you, like, you thought Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Kevin and uh, Kevin Durant was nasty. This is fucking nasty too. I mean, like literally, it is, it is so crazy, dude. I mean, and God, like, it's just, it's just insane to me, dude. It is, it is legitimately insane to me. I almost, I almost wonder how those teams would have matched up together, like head to head. I don't. It's literally impossible to recreate because you know there's obviously crossover players, but it's, it, it makes you yeah. wonder. Well, and even it goes deeper than that, like. Because there are like dudes like you added you like Andre Robertson was on the team for five games. He, Andre Robertson at his prime was one of the best top three defense players in the leagues. Like literally, like you, you could throw him on there too. Like you, like this team. Well, do they have Joe Harris who's a fucking sharpshooter like the last two years? They they still have Spencer Dinwiddie riding in the back. They had Tyler Johnson who's like not a bad stuff. Mike James came from overseas and the guy's been saucing it up. Like it's it, and, it's like they've had guys dude, like Aldridge is, is is in there now, but like dude he. He he was amazing too. Like on paper, like just his team is insane. They got Jeff Green. They got Landry Shaman. He was like a young guy. Who was good. They got they picked up Nick Claxton. Like I think they drafted him, and he was like a young guy with like a lot of upside. Jeff Green's putting in work. And uh, TLC, the the French guy, they can't they never say his full name, but he he's not oh, a bad Timothy guy. Oh, uh, Yeah, he had like a decent showing when they played in the playoffs. Like he was yeah. the guy who like scoring on your team. Like maybe he's not the best guy in the world, but it's like 
is still a dude who performed so relatively stupid. well. But yeah, I like, am surprised that the games have been so lopsided just because Boston, like generally speaking, even if they're not the most stacked team, which they're definitely not this year, and I would never say they're the most stacked teams, under Brad Stevens, they always come very well prepared. They always have a really good strategy, so on and so forth, to where it's like I am a little bit surprised that they're getting the shit kicked out of them. Has Jalen Brown now played for them? I, th- I don't see him on like – No, he he's not gone. played. So he went down. I he don't know. Down. I don't know how – I mean it definitely would help. I'm not going to say how much, how, much, how much more it would help him. But it definitely would. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it would have helped. But like, I mean, 104, nine, I mean, game one, 104 to 93, that does not accurately portray how that game was. And then one, whenever you lose by 22 points, um, which is what they did a couple of days ago, like Brooklyn beat them by 22 points, even that does not portray how big of an ass kicking that was. I mean, like, um, and the kind of thing, it doesn't really suck for them, but I mean, they're going to get into the next series pretty quick because the, other, the on the other side, it's the Bucks and Miami, and they're 3-0 now, very well cut in tonight, right? Yeah. Tonight's the game. So it's not like they're even going to get time to rest either, no. you know? They'll, get, they'll be right back into it real soon. I mean, we'll see, my man. We will see. But that's kind of, I believe that's it for all of the playoff series. Yeah, that is right now. I mean, we'll be back next week, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. a couple a couple of series will at least be wrapped up by then, right? Maybe. Two oh yeah, or three. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, def definitely more. I pretty much all of them, right? The- in theory, maybe potentially. Mm-hmm. In theory, look- yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at it now. By by next Saturday, if it were to happen, the Suns would be would play the Lakers in a game seven. Actually, all games will be in a game seven by next week. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if anybody's even making it to game seven. I, I think the only one maybe might be Nick's Hawks. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But as far as that goes, my man, is there anything else we would touch on in NBA? Anything else before we close out? No, nothing specifically. I mean, we had a hell of a show. Obviously, we'll be back next week with UFC talk, mm-hmm. Logan Paul, Mayweather talk. Uh, and then uh, we might talk some boxing, some boxing news, uh, just some shit going on there. And then obviously the week after that we'll have uh, the pay per view. Izzy, uh, Brandon Moreno, Davison, uh, Nate Diaz, right? I believe. Yeah. I know that's Nate not next Diaz week. Atlanta, I know I'm looking. Yeah, I know I'm looking two weeks ahead, but it's just you know obviously we're excited to have uh, titles back on the line, which is what we always look forward to. For sure, my man. For sure. And um, yeah, man, it was it was a great show this week. Back for the first time in two weeks. Um, and obviously we will have that Brian Maxwell interview uh, going up on the channel. I probably just actually will upload that just directly rather than edit it in. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the show this week. Uh, on a, like a more of a personal note, I just want to go ahead and um, a lot of you guys know. I mean, pretty much, I'd say most people that listen to the show follow me at least directly personally. Um, and obviously know that like my father who I've talked about before on this show, I think even a couple of weeks ago when we had fan questions, I said like watching the 2014 Sugar Bowl with him was like my favorite sports memory because Oklahoma was like underdog to 17 points. This that's, that's not the point of story that matters. <laughs> um, but I've talked about him before. He did pass away this past uh, this past week, and I know a lot of you guys have reached out to me, and I want you guys to know I I fucking appreciate it more than anything. Um, I'm not be lying if I said it was easy. It was really unexpected, but I just want to say. I, fucking love all of you guys all people that have checked in on me over the last few weeks um everything's done stuff for me hung out with me uh checked in on me i just want you guys to know that i appreciate it a lot and uh thanks to everybody for listening this week and thanks for always um i don't know being there i appreciate it love you guys and i hope you guys enjoy the show so peace and butt grease mouse click